Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am Damon Pastolka, your host, and with me today, well, first of all, today we are going to be talking about networking into your next opportunity, and then with me today, I have none other than Dan Bigger. Dan, thanks for being here today, man. Damon, I appreciate it, man. That's how I met you through networking. (laughs) I am so excited about this, dude. This is going to be fun as heck, because... I think you've set some records almost in, <laughs> in, you know, in unexpected unemployment in back into employment. Um, so that'll be good to talk about. And uh, let's just, so for people that don't know you, Dan, tell a little bit about what you do. Uh, well, I was in business development um, for a company in uh, extrusion and then uh, suddenly lost my job. So, I uh, started looking for a job, but I'm also a co-founder of USA Manufacturing Hour, which is a manufacturing Twitter chat every Thursday. We just had it today. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I just uh, talked to a lot of people in manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been in you've been in, the, in sales for quite a while. And so go ahead and explain some of your sales experience. Yeah, I was in I've been in sales basically right out of college. I started with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Then I went to a. Uh, I worked for Budweiser. Then I worked for a family business for 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I worked in labels and I went to plastic extrusion and then, uh, uh, no, sorry, plastic injection molding and then plastic extrusion. But it was Very all good. It was all custom manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, so <laughs> let's just start. So you let's explain a little bit. You started the USA Manufacturing Hour. You're co-founder of that. Let's talk a little bit about the Twitter chat and your thoughts behind the Twitter chat, because I think this is going to be a good buildup into networking into your next opportunity, because how long ago was it when you guys and you started it with somebody else, correct? Yeah, we uh, we started the Manufacturing Hour. Um, a group in the UK was doing it. Yeah, uh, they were having two a week. They they had one on Tuesday, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday, I believe. So one was UK manufacturing hour. The other one was made in Britain. Uh, so I got invited to that. So I got up in the middle of the night and went to their chats and and saw it. And uh, a couple other people on our group. I mean, the groups changed over on the leadership team of the manufacturing hour. But, um, you know, we saw the idea. And, and really, it's, it goes back to the foundation of what I do, which is bringing people together. So that's that's basically what the, the Twitter chat does. Um, is we bring manufacturing companies, groups, vendors uh, together to talk about a specific topic each week and allows them to share knowledge with each, with each other and uh, to network with each other. And, you know, we just hit, we're going in, we're in our third year now. Nice. And, you know, it's been, you know, of all the original founders, you know, I just talked to Jen Wegman last week and uh, she said it, and I agree with her. It's, it's one of the one of the proudest moments of my career and it was one of the proudest moments of hers because it's still going and yeah. um, 
you know, now everybody on that group are solid friends. They're solid friends on LinkedIn. They're solid friends on Twitter. You know, they're working outside of, of uh, social media because everyone's got to know each other and they're, they're, they're connecting in real life. So that's, that's really what I do and what everybody on that group does. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And if, if, people haven't seen or experienced that they should get on Twitter. It's like, it's two o'clock Eastern on Thursday and it's USA MFG hour, right? Correct. Yeah. And if you, if you haven't seen this, you've been on Twitter, it's, it's like, don't you have, what is it? Six questions or 10 questions. And, and uh, then there's people firing answers or comments all the way through it. It's as many questions as you can jam in an hour. So it all depends on how fast you want it to go. So some, okay. some hosts, some hosts jam in seven, some, some do five or six. It all depends. Yeah. Yeah. But if that, and you guys will get, you'll get 20, 30 people in there doing comments and stuff. Yeah. I it's, want to see how there was about 20 or 30 today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And it's, and it's, the topics are good. They're relevant and you get some really smart people in the room that give great input. So uh, yeah, again, it's it's uh, you know, like I did one on MEPs last year. No one, and I st- I still talk about the MEP network because no one knows what it is. So, uh, and I'm I'm shocked at that. You know, it's it's like not knowing what the capital of the, of the country is. Like, how yeah, do you, how do you how are you in not how are you in manufacturing? You doesn't don't even know this exists. Yes, I mean, there's a group across the country that in each state that helps manufacturers do things. So if you're having a problem, go to them. Yeah. The manufacturing extension partnership. Yeah, most there it's it's amazing how many manufacturers don't even know that they exist. And then second of all, you look at the manufacturing extension partnerships, there's a lot of free programs or 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 partially funded programs that you can get help in a lot of different areas with your businesses. Yeah, I, I ran a I ran an injection molding, you know, marketing team of me with a yeah. zero budget and and I worked with every MEP I could find and they were super helpful and I learned a lot from them and um you know I got a lot done for no money. Yeah. That's awesome. We got John Buglino's in here today saying hello. Hi John, how are you? Yeah. And then he's talking about the USA Manufacturing Hour. Yeah, and it's uh that's true. They are and, and there's there's some of my closest friends, you know, I, I'm in many circles but the Manufacturing Hour group is is one of my favorite group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I had somebody, I, I'm trying to remember when it was, it was this week they were talking about manufacturing and how it keeps, keeps the U S strong. And I, I always liked it when I hear people talk about it, you just don't realize that until you're in it. Yeah, no, you're right. And you know, all the different things that we make um, and, and, and how it's changing, you know, how yes. it's evolving. Yes. And, uh, you know, and if you really dig into it, when it changed and why it changed, a lot of it was political, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I watch a lot of history stuff and, and how the country was really formed and how manufacturing was really formed in World War II. I mean, that's yeah. a, such an interesting story, you know, how out of need and necessity, you know, companies like Ford and Boeing and all these other companies got together and they, they started doing amazing things quickly. Yes. Yeah, the things that happened in World War II to build the planes and the jeeps and every other thing they needed down to the the boots is is absolutely incredible. And and you um, that built our foundation to be able to do what we've done since, really. And, well, and we're not quite there now, but I mean, really, you know, I, I keep hearing like two million jobs in the next ten years or something. We're going to be short. Mm-hmm. Well, robotics and things like that are going to make some of that up, but we still need people, and y'all. You know, how you can't find a job. <laughs> yeah. 
and there's 2 million jobs available. I don't, I don't, that doesn't mad up in my, and I'm not a genius in math, but. No, I think it's, I, I think a lot of it is, and uh, talk about this with, with people a lot is kids in high school don't get told about the opportunity. It's not even mentioned. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you're going to go to college. Oh, not going to college. Well, we really can't help you that. And well, and I'm, I'm going to bring up David Chrysler today. Yeah. He, was in, he was in the way he was in the chat today and he's actually mentoring high school kids. Doesn't talk about it. I'm like, why aren't you talking about it? Exactly what you should be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But he's out there after work, you know, driving 45 minutes away to meet with a bunch of high school kids to help them see the possibilities that are out there. Because again, nobody's talking about it. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. He, and then Megan Zimba is somebody else. I know she helps a lot of the high school kids. Like you said, after work, going out, seeing the kids, explaining to them that there's these opportunities out there. And as, as we were talking, uh, uh, it was Kurt and I were talking on Monday about this with our guest on uh, manufacturing motivation. Yeah. Manufacturing motivation Monday. It's a tongue twister for me, but we were talking about that. It's, it's, it's not just a, a, uh, you know, somebody that's going to work on an assembly line or welding, running a CNC machine. I mean, you need, you need accountants, you need marketing people, you need salespeople, you need people that are working in the office doing purchasing, <laughs> maintenance, plumbing, electricians. Yeah. All the way yeah. down the line. Yeah. Everything. And it's not just one. And, and I always, and we were talking about there too. And I talk about it often, these are career kind of places where you can come in and you can work your entire career and move up and continue on and continue expanding your, your knowledge base, your value to the company and, and they're good jobs. Again, it comes down to simple, simple fact. What are you willing to do? Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite quotes. You know, it's not what you're capable of. It's what you're willing to do. So what are you willing to do? (laughs) That's awesome because it is, it honestly is. If anyone thinks they're limited, it's just really, it's not that you're limited. It's just what are you willing, willing to put, you know, what kind of work are you willing to put in to do what you want to do? And right. I think that's, that's a great, that's a great segue into this. I want to say real quick, Mike O'Connor. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, and uh, the uh, segue into network, into your networking, into your next opportunity. So you're out there, right? You're, you're already on social media, USA Manufacturing Hour, and you're selling stuff in the plastics industry, which you probably were kind of a unicorn there doing that, correct? Correct. And that was pretty successful for you, though. Yeah, no, I had, uh, when I left my last company, I had a three or $4 million pipeline. I can't remember yeah. the exact number. Yeah. Yeah. Million, million in sales, three to four, three or $4 million pipeline. I did that in six months. Contacted. 188 companies and 1200 people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you would start out relationships on, on through USA manufacturing hour, social media, of some sorts and work through them and, and, and do the process that way. And I think that's really pretty unique in how you did it. And I think that really, when we'll talk about the next thing, you moved into another position. And then a few weeks ago, you you went into work and they decided decided things were going to change. Yeah, it was unexpected. I didn't expect it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I sort of noticed some change within the company, but I you know, with supply chains being what they were, we were backed up and, and things were happening. So I mean, yeah, I, no looking back, I understand it now. But oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't at the time. Yeah, no, no, it's it, it's it's understandable that it, things like those are are frustrating and stuff. 
Well, it's the first time it's ever happened to me. First time I've ever been let go or laid off. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But what you did do is let's tell about what you did. What did you do the the next day? I didn't even wait the next day. I think it was like a two hour. I had to go tell my wife. Yeah. (laughs) No. Um, and then it was really, I, I just started posting and talking and talking to people and, and getting my name out there. And, um, most of the, I want to say the last, the last three jobs I've gotten have all been referral jobs. Yeah. You know, it's just now I have a platform cause I've worked, I've worked at networking for the last six or seven years. So now I've built up a network of people that know me and, uh, you know, and, and I wasn't looking for a local job. I live on Hilton Head Island. There's nothing here other than service jobs. You know, it's all yeah. hotels and restaurants and things like that. I don't fit that mold. At least that's actually, I do. That's what my, uh, degrees in, but, um, you know, there's no manufacturing job here. So, yeah. you know, with me working remotely for my last two jobs, um, I did want to, I did want to consolidate my search to a local, even the South Carolina region. I was, I was almost searching worldwide and I got contacted by companies even in England. Wow. Wow. That's something. So you got, they decided to, to to make a change that day. You started to go out, talk to your network about, Hey, I'm, I'm on the market. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So let's talk a little bit about that. You, you, and, and how you really networked into this opportunity because you've been, it's, it's about three weeks. Is it about how long since? A little over. Yeah. Yeah. A little over. over. But in that time, you you generated nine interviews and got three job offers. Correct. Yep. I just want people to know that. And how many job applications did you fill out? Not a one. <laughs> there you go. This is what I want people to understand. So when when you when you started doing this, kind of explain what your what your process was and, and what you why you think it's so different for you compared to somebody else trying to do what they're find a job. Find well, there's, yeah, there's a couple of things, you know, first of all, my brother, you know, I've, I've been talking to my brother, my brother's been laid off since COVID started. So he's almost two years now. Um, mm-hmm. He's been doing the finding jobs and filling out applications and all that stuff. And he still can't find anything. He still gets the rejection letters or no responses. Um, so really, you know, after talking to him, I didn't want to go that route. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so basically what I did first is I just wrote down, you know, what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. You know, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to relocate my, you know, I've just relocated yep. my kids twice during the third school in three years. Yeah. You know, I wanted to work remotely. Uh, I was leaning towards manufacturing, but not constricted to that because, you know, so basically my goal was to talk to anybody and anyone I knew because, you know, you can go on a website and you can look at a website and try to figure out a company, but you know, talking to people inside the company really gives you an idea of what's actually happening there. Um, you know, so now you get to know the company in and out and, you know, having an in at a company, because again, you know, you can submit your resume, but it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, now I was actually talking to a recruiter last week and I said, you know, people are, people are missing the boat because you can look at a piece of paper and discount somebody until you actually talk to someone and understand their passion and what they're willing to do. You know, what are you willing to do? You know, you can ask some simple questions and 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 to get a real feedback from them as, as opposed to a piece of paper. So um, that's what I did. You know, I, I started talking to everybody I could. You know, people were sending me, you know, job posted jobs. People were recommending me other people to talk to. 
So basically it was just a, uh, a series of setting up meetings and talking to everybody I could to see what they knew. Did they know of any companies out there that were hiring? You know, what did they know about those companies? Did they have an in at the company? Could I get information about the company? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I considered a couple opportunities that were outside of what I normally did because they sounded like something I would enjoy doing. So I went down a couple different paths. Some of them, some of them I didn't get interviews for. And actually, you know, one company up in uh, Rochester, New York was the greatest interview I've ever had. Uh, Handtech uh, in, in uh, Rochester, New York. I had a, I had a meet, meeting with them uh, I was through two connections. So my connection hooked me up to somebody else. They hooked me up to someone else in the company. I met with the head of sales there and, and he was honest, right? I mean, flat out honest. He's like, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Um, and, you know, I told him what I was looking for. And he's like, well, you know, so he's like, you know, I'll take this conversation back to my team and we'll discuss it. And they came back and they said, well, you know, right now we're just too busy to add somebody, but we'll keep you on the list for future. But the 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 honesty in the interview, interview you know, not yeah. promising me anything, you know, and, and I told people, I said, I don't want to come into a situation where I'm going to be going after a gung-ho selling for you. And now all of a sudden we can't fill orders or do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, supply chain was another issue that I brought up in a lot of interviews that yeah. I had. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't want to get into a situation. I mean, cause this is one of the things that I thought, I and mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago, you, you were talking about, you were going to be picky about the opportunity. You really wanted to make sure it was a good fit because you wanted a, a longer term uh, opportunity for yourself and your family. And you really wanted to make sure it was the right fit. And how many of these people or these companies that you looked at or these opportunities that you go, well, this looks kind of interesting, but once you peel back the onion a little bit, it just wasn't right. Uh, I had a couple interviews where I could just tell they weren't, they weren't right. Um, yeah. But again, it's, I wasn't willing to, again, I wasn't willing to discount anything. You know, yeah. my, my door and my phone and my email and LinkedIn conversations, I mean, everything was open. So I wasn't really discounting anything, but at the same time, uh, I was going to be very choosy and, and, you know, I'm 45 years old. I got four kids and, you know, I, I'm, this will be my fourth, fourth job since 2017, October, 2017. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't want to switch. I don't, I don't yeah. want to move around. I'm, I want a career. I want to be in a place where, you know, I understand the product better and I understand the processes better and I understand everything better because the more I know about the product, the better I can do my job. Yeah. Yeah. And marketing, marketing was a huge decision, you know, cause uh, you know, a lot of manufacturers don't market themselves, you know, so having a marketing team behind me, someone that was willing to put money behind the company, not only to buy machines and make processes better, but actually talk about the company and, um, and promote the company. Yeah, because you've you've had to do that yourself in a lot of places. That that kind of hamstrings you. Or, well, it, it, it divides your time. Yeah, yeah. You can't just be devoted to selling. You have to you have to market and sell. And I think that's 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 you brought up a good, you bring up a good point there. A lot of manufacturers are still trying to you know figure their way through that struggle, and and sometimes they expect the salespeople to market, but it's really not the same thing. I'm going to go back to when I worked for an injection molding company, you know? So when I got there, you know, I really wanted to get LinkedIn sales navigator. I wanted to work that process. And and my owner came up to me and said, you know, justify it. You know, I want to see what companies are on LinkedIn and what companies aren't on LinkedIn in our current, you know, customer profile. And I looked at him, I said, I don't really care. 
I said, to me, if they're not on LinkedIn and they're not posting and they're not doing anything, they're missing out. So they're, they're a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. So that was my response to him. He didn't like it, but, um, yeah. you know, it's true. It's, it's, you know, manufacturers tend to get in their own little niche of the world and they don't get out of it. And, and I was damned if I was going to do that. And, and some of my best customers, you know, when I was working for the injection molding company, I worked with, a a silicone injection molding company. And we built up a really good relationship. You know, they traded jobs with us. We sent stuff to them. We were doing work for them. And that's mm-hmm. really how it should work. So you got to find, you got to, you got to get out of your comfort zone and get the hell out of what you do and start talking to people. I mean, you go to meetings and yeah. network with people, you know, build a bridge and start working together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing is, is that, um, and that's what marketing really helps you do is, is to get out and, and get your name out enough so that you can start to meet other people, even if they're not in the same, um, specific industry or something, but they sure certainly can, like you said, build relationships that help you over time. Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, I'm not an expert marketer. I've learned everything myself, which is going yeah. the hard way. Yeah. So, you know, but a lot of, a lot of the comments that I got were, you know, I was just honest with people. This is what it is. This is what we do. You know, so I peeled back the curtain and I tried to show every employee that worked there what they did, how long they've been there, you know, because those are the people that are actually doing the work and Mm -hmm. the employees at that company loved it. You know, when I first pitched it to the owner, he's like, ah, they're not going to do it. They're not going to. And they they absolutely enjoyed, you know, the company talking about them and what they do and what their role with the company is and, and, you know, how they handle themselves on a daily basis. And, you know, that's really what it's about. It's, you know, you know, every year a football team takes a picture of the team. Yeah. Well, now there's other people behind the scenes that are doing things, but they're included in the team. So everybody on the team is part of the team. And if, if one person isn't doing, doing their job, everybody can fail. Exactly. Exactly. If you're, if you're a per- <laughs> person that's doing the maintenance on the equipment, doesn't do it, you kind of have problems. Yeah. Then me and sales, I got to call my customer and say, Hey, a machine's been down for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a yeah, problem. Everybody, problem. everybody has trouble front. So you, when we were talking before about this, you had mentioned that while you were looking for a job, you were helping other people find, find new opportunities as well. Yep. I got multiple calls about that or multiple emails and and i don't know how many i had three or four meetings three or four meetings something like that you know i I got a i got a uh someone got tagged into one of my posts uh they were looking for a job uh he's been through i don't know how many revisions of his resume and and hired a coach and done all this stuff and he's doing everything he can to switch jobs he has a good job he has a good he has a really good job Mm -hmm. so i basically said to him i said you know everything you're doing isn't worth it be honest with you, you know, because and I asked him, I said, what company do you want to work for? And he told me a couple companies. I said, why don't you find someone in there in your network and, and message them? And he's like, well, how will I phrase it? And, and I would say, you know, hey, I'm looking to switch jobs. You know, I'm interested in working for your company. This is what I'd like to do. You have 15 minutes to talk to me about the company. Just. Yeah, and it's that simple. And, and, and it's amazing when you again, when you get out of the comfort zone, you message someone, you actually have a conversation with somebody. Uh, of the doors that it opens up, because again, it, it shows that you really want to be there. Uh, and now you have someone that in the company that knows you. So they're willing to go to bat for you in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, because I think that's the one thing that people are, are don't really understand the power of doing that. 
And, and just like you said, if you know somebody or somebody that you know, knows somebody in a company to ask them, can I, can I talk to, can you introduce me to that person so I can talk to them about it? Well, even most of the interviews I had, most people didn't even ask me for a resume because they already knew who I was. Yeah. Or, or I was referred by somebody. So the interview happened. And then, you know, if it went forward, I'm assuming they want my resume for some kind of paperwork. But most of the time I wasn't even asked for one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's when you do it that way and, and you are referred into place, it is a much different experience. I mean, you don't have to worry about an ATS scanning your resume. You don't have to worry about, am I going to get to the top of the resume pile? You, you're, you're having a meeting with somebody there. Well, it's, it's preparing for the storm. You know, it's, it's building a good foundation. And it took me years of building up contacts and people I talk to because I, I've been going out of my way and doing everything I can to help everybody. You know, people were asking me marketing questions. Again, I'm not a marketer, you know, as far as an expert trained and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I did things that people enjoyed and I, I told them how to do it. I help people with LinkedIn Navigator. I help people. I help people with a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, because I'm not afraid to spend five minutes, 10 minutes with somebody to try to help them. Because again, yeah. people remember that stuff. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It comes back around, and I think that's that's part of why. When, I mean, when you went out, did you ever? Were you ever sitting at a point going, "Well, I'm, I'm just, what am I going to do? I just feel like nobody's, nobody's responding, nobody's doing that kind of stuff." You, you had pretty much a flurry of activity around you, didn't you? <laughs> I had a full schedule every day. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had what, sixteen hundred profile views. I, I built up one hundred forty-one new connections. I was on the phone one hundred eleven times. Thirty-two meetings. It was just, it was a full day. It was like a work day. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, the you, okay. I'm just gonna stop hemming and hawing here. I'm actually gonna say something. <laughs> So you had a unique daily post that you were putting out while you were doing this. Talk a little bit about that. It was just kind of a summary of your day. What kind of response did you get to those? Get, I got a hell of a, I, I, uh, I don't know. I was laying in bed, not, you know, or something walk on a walk or something. And I'm like, I'm going to post about this. And I, I started post about it. And the first day, everybody loved it. And they're like, you know, this is great. And this is what people should do. And, you know, people were applauding me for my efforts. And um, I think it helped me too. It helped me to, stay on track. It helped me to keep notes of all the people that I was talking to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it helped me just sort of get through the moment of, you know, Oh crap, I don't have a job. Yeah. So it was, it was sort of like, you know, sort of a little bit of stress relief and things like that. And it was, it turned out to be fun because now I'm sharing with other people, you know, so I'm basically giving people the path. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going about it. You know, I lost my job. I'm, I'm done for two hours to sort of tell my wife and get over it. And then I'm on to, to the process. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I just, I, I enjoyed talking about it. And, and as I would post, people would comment and that would lead off into side conversations or, you know, like I said, a couple of people that were looking for jobs or other things like in, in the, in the middle of the process, you know, one of my connections reached out to me, they needed a domestic hat supplier. So hooked them up with a domestic hat supplier that led to another person that asked the same question. So again, it's just, it's, it's who, you know, yeah. so people, again, my people, people in my network, know that I know everybody. So they contact me about whatever they think they need. And usually I have a good answer for them. Yeah. And I don't know if we said this, but you, your very first post 
you when you did when you you lost your job that same day you posted something and a lot of people were responding to it and you got an interview out of that post yeah so i i, I posted within hours um i think that post got like 23 or 24,000 views uh and i got a call i got a call or a message or a connection request i can't remember which one um <laughs> from someone that saw the post and they were just they couldn't believe that I had just posted I lost my job and how many people were literally rushing into the conversation to help me. And and uh, that was, I thought it was pretty funny, but actually I thought it was funny that they'd never seen it, but I didn't expect it, but I wasn't surprised either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, it, I mean, it comes to when, when people don't understand the power of building relationships in a place like LinkedIn or Twitter, like you're doing, and then, taking that into video, in-person meetings, phone calls, and and really helping people and, and helping them through difficult times. They don't understand how you can make that work the way that you have done. Well, I still remember the first phone call with you. It was like nine o'clock at night. Yep. I was at my kid, I was at my boy's hockey practice. Yep. Uh, so I went outside and sat in the car because it was too loud in there and you know, it was stoned like crazy and talk to you. And that was, yeah. I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I still remember that conversation. I remember where I was or I remember where I parked yeah. and everything. The whole, I remember the whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in, in the, the, you know, we're in similar industries when we're talking with people or we, you know, we all live, we all live lives and, and we have these things and it's great to, to see that. And that, you know, when someone doesn't understand, like that person that interviewed you from that post, they probably aren't active on a, on a social media platform or active in networking. And, you know, if it's in person, however you want to do it and don't really see the power in it. But when you see the power, it's, it, it's really awe inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, <laughs> again, another story. So another friend of mine, again, this is all tied to the sales looking for a job. You know, I had a friend of mine that, I worked with in the past and another connection of mine was uh, doing marketing for wineries. So I'm like, how many wineries do you want to know? So I, I sent my friend a message. He sent me a list of, I don't know, 40 wineries that they work with. And I sent it to her and I go, here's your sales list. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing the things that I've done and accomplished and again, not all of it's for me. Kurt's another example. You know, I talked to yeah. Kurt last week and you know, I connected to him with um, Wesleyan and yeah. apparently they're doing very well. So again, when when I get reports back about someone that I connected up and that they're having a good relationship out of it and everything's working well, that's, again, that's a win for me. I'm, I don't get to put it on my resume. You know, it's personal, it's personal credit and it's a feel good, feel good thing. Yeah. Well, it makes, it, just like you said, it's it, helping people feels good. And yeah. when you help people, you want to help more. Yeah. That's the way it is. So you talked about a book. You said the go giver. That's a, I, I, that's one new to me. I've got a, we were talking about earlier. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to give that one a, give that one a read. Yeah. It's a really good book actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's because again, it's, it's when people start to see this and start to see how by helping other people, you're going, things come around. They come around, new opportunities open up and getting outside of your comfort zone and talking to these people as you were trying to find this new opportunity. Really, um, you said a hundred and some new connections on LinkedIn. How many connect, you know, 
calls and emails and the things that you had to do this where you're strengthening relationships in yeah. the process as well. Right. Yeah. So what, what did you learn that you didn't know before this? They, they just said, I would have never thought. I, again, I, I think it's, you, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, one of the things, again, I don't, I don't want to go into with an open mind. I don't want to go into and saying and narrow minded and saying, I'm going back to manufacturing. I'm going to do business development. I'm going to try to stick in plastics. Um, you know, just because you don't know what opportunities are out there until you talk to other people. So you really, you know, I was, I was open to the fact that I was willing to change. And, and I, I have been through a ton of change. Like I said, I've been in log homes, labels, two different plastic, you know, manufacturing, you know, so I'm not afraid of change, you know, even this year, you know, we moved here from New York. I got two sets of twins. Um, I'm not afraid of anything anymore because I've been, I've, you know, I've been through good times and bad and I've had a lot of crap happen. And, uh, you know, so just be willing to change things and and look at other opportunities and, and consider things. Yeah. So if you were going to tell somebody that, that was sitting here today and just their, their, their job search is just not going well. What do they need to wake up and do tomorrow? Don't, don't freaking put in an application. <laughs> I wouldn't do, I'll never do that again in my life. I, I refuse. Cause again, I, you know, I, 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 I got, I got tagged into a post today. Uh, a gentleman, you know, one of my connections tagged me into a post of a gentleman. He was a VP. So he's trying to get in the VP level. They ran him through the ATS and the ATS rejected him and he got some kind of automated rejection response. I mean, this is a VP level job. Yeah. So if you're not willing to reach out to a VP level and say, hey, look, you know. But again, what the hell does a resume really tell you about a person? You know, you can't you can't. I mean, you can see all the numbers and and all this kind of stuff, and that's all well and good. But, you know, I'm I would rather interview more people. Yeah. and, And spend and spend the time there. Yeah. And actually looking at resumes. Yeah. Well, and I think that that you said it well there. Quit just applying to jobs. Yes, you need a resume, but you that can be after you've interviewed with somebody if you do it right. Yeah. Like, uh, again, you laugh at me all the time about my dating. Everything is dating. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I met my wife through a friend of mine. We've been married for 17 years. So, yeah. Um, you know, do you have a better chance of finding your wife or husband through a friend of yours or, you know, going to the bars every weekend and trying to wade yourself through thousands of people that are half drunk? Nope. Yeah. What's yeah. the best scenario here, Damon? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, again, you know, there's always a way into a company. And if you're willing to to get out there and talk to people, which I do all the time, and some people may have a problem with that, but, you know, creating a conversation and then creating a relationship and 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 building on it to the point where they're willing to back you. You know, because again, if, if I talk to something, you know, I refer a lot of people out, you know, but I won't refer you out if I don't know you. And I won't refer you out if I don't vet you, because again, I'm looking, you know, when I respond or, or refer someone to another company or a person, you know, essentially my reputation is on the line. So, yeah. um, if you're not going to treat a customer, like I would treat a customer, you'll never get a customer from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome because inside you're building relationships here. We got Michelle Gunn said she finally joined in. I was glad to see you, Michelle. I know she's busy down there in Houston. We got Bob. Bob's out by you. Hey, yeah. 
Yeah. This is connected with Bob. Bob was very active in my posts. Yeah. Bob, I tell you what, he is arguably one of the best cooks I've seen. The dude can cook stuff like, I, I mean, I'm lucky to cook. I can cook burgers. You put me on a grill, I'm okay. That's all. So, oh, Michelle's going this. Met my husband through a friend of my sister's. 32 years. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Again, why go the hard way? Why fight? Why fight through all the getting to know you process, which takes forever? You know, yeah. if, if, if someone's willing to go to bat for you, that's the best. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And that's why you, you make a good point too. And this is why I think the biggest reason people should be networking or reaching out, learning, learning about more people, seeing how they can help more people all the time, not just when you're uh, trying to find a job or a new opportunity. I mean, you, because you were doing this for so long as part of what you, or just part of what you do, it was much easier. Yeah. Well, and actually, you know, when, when I started my last job, you know, it was a new industry and I didn't know it very well. Yeah. Um, so I had sort of cut myself off from social for a little while because I wanted to get, you know, again, I wanted to get up to speed as quickly as I could. So I, I and I got back to the networking and and the fascinating part to me is it's it's all sales. You know, I'm not necessarily selling to everyone I talk to, but I am selling because I'm selling myself, but I'm also listening to what other people are selling and storing it. Yeah. You know, so someone, you know, someone does this or they do that or whatever. And and I talk to a lot of people in a day. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, hey, you got to talk to, you know, you got to talk to this guy. They do this, or, you know, and that's I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a, it's like you said, you're talking to people, talking to people, talking to people because you never know where the next, uh, you know, person that you're really going to want to meet just be meeting people or the next business opportunity is going to come from. Well, and you don't know, again, from the job search, you know, I talked to a couple of people and like, you, you got to talk to this guy and you got to talk to that guy. And, you know, cause they, they, they heard me talk again. It's not a resume. It's a piece of paper. Uh, they heard me talk. They talk about what I, you know, how I do what I do and, and all that stuff. And, and they sent me out the three or four people to talk to. So yeah, you don't know, you don't know what the other person on the end of the line does to really understand what they do and, and how, what they're going through and all that kind of stuff. But you also don't know what they, what you, what you can take from them to help other people that you know, and you don't know who they know and what they might have needs for. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a big, a big wide web of opportunities to help people and, and really build those relationships. And Bob, Bob said too, blind date, 22 years. <laughs> well, actually my wife, my, my wife, uh, my friends were trying to hook me up on a blind date for about a year and a half and I turned it down and I finally met her out. So it ended up working out. <laughs> there you go. And Michelle's making fun said dating through Damon. Yeah. No one wants to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right now. Um, and, and she said too, building relationships is essential in all aspects of life. It really is. I mean, because just think of how many people you met doing this kind of networking and now you're friends with them. You're talking about, you know, their family, their kids, you're seeing them outside uh, of work and, and doing all kinds of things like that. I almost, yeah, I, I was actually going to do a post. But I never got to it, but uh, I wanted to put a post up that says who is willing to be a, a reference for me. And I just wanted yeah. to see the response I got. Yeah. You know, because 
now I can go into an interview and someone can say, Hey, do you have, you know, where's your references? I can, I, I can say, how many do you want? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the, that's the thing that's nice about it. And it really, really would, it, it's a powerful statement. It really is. Yeah. Because again, it, when you have that many people that are coming to bat for you and I would go to bat for everybody mm-hmm. you know, that I, that I know personally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So last words of advice for somebody that's trying to find that new opportunity, just get out there and do it. Think outside the box. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't paint yourself into a corner, have a plan. You got to know what you want, what you, what you want to do and what you don't want to do. What you don't want to do is a really good indicator to start crossing things off the list. Um, And then like, you know, like I said, think outside the box and, and don't, don't do everything. Don't do everything like everybody else does. Yeah. That's what I take pleasure in. I, I don't do anything, you know, I don't do anything the way anybody else does. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So, you know, I never, I, I haven't asked yet. So, so can you tell us where you're going to work, what you're going to be doing? Yeah. Moving to the uh, sales as a service industry, which is new for me. So I have a lot to learn and, you know, I like learning new things, but uh, I'll be working with Uptessa and John Maglino, who was my contact there. Um, John is the marketing manager. So yeah, right off the bat, you know, multiple problems were solved for me. I have a connection in the company. I know he runs marketing. Uh, I'm going to be the sales department. And, uh, you know, I think we'll work well together and, you know, and communicate well with each other to the point where we can take the company and, and go far with it. Wow. That's awesome. They, they really have a good thing going there, dude. Um, because honestly, this is the, for people listening. I didn't know before now where you were going. To, and then, but Optessa, we've we've had uh, John on on the Friday Manufacturing E-Commerce uh, show talking with John about Optessa, and they do some neat stuff. They do right. some really and, neat stuff. Yeah, and like you said, but you know, they're Optessa had the culture I was looking for. You know, they yeah. want long term relationships. They don't want you in and out. So they want to. Yes. You know, and and knowing John and talking to John about where they were in the process, you know, I was able I was able to go into. Into the, you know, one of the meetings with the CEO and and basically lay out a sales plan because I knew where John was and I knew what they were doing and I knew what they had going for him. And I knew the companies that they were working with, um, you know, and they're, they're working with some big automotive manufacturers and big names. So. Mm-hmm. So, again, looking at my list, culture was a fit having someone in the company that I can rely on fit having marketing behind me fit uh, and, you know, huge opportunities. Cause now I'm able to sell worldwide, not just uh, North America, which is what I was doing in my extrusion job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Cool. That's crazy. Cool. Well, Dan, this is, this is very exciting to be able to share this. I'm going to drop a few of the comments here because Michelle makes a good point. You got to share, share that uniqueness of ours with the world. And, uh, and Bob said this too, you, you figured this out right away. What you don't want to do is, is really important Yes, because you don't just, you don't want to just walk into a bad opportunity. It's better to walk and not have an opportunity that I think in a lot of respects. I've been in plenty of bad situations. <laughs> yeah, I can identify them quickly. <laughs> yep. And of course, uh, Bob says he's in SAS now too. So that's good. And he's in the insurance industry in, in SAS. And I know that because I know Bob from networking. <laughs> just like I know t- you. Just like it all ties you. together. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows everybody. Yeah. 
yeah, and it's funny that and John, I meant to do this. Big things are coming. He's excited for you to be bigger working. things are coming. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, Dan, I'm super excited about this. I'm glad that we were able to take this time while you while you had a little bit of downtime before the things start to hit the hit the fire really fast here. Cause you I'm assuming, you know, the pedal's gonna go to the, you know, the, to the floor and you're gonna be out there again. So thanks for stopping by. Today. Damon. It's it's all in or not in. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good, man. I'm so happy to see it. And and for those of that that are listening here, you know, take a look at the USA Manufacturing our Twitter chat Thursday, two o'clock Eastern. If you haven't, take a look at it. It's it's well worth your time. You're going to meet some good people in doing that. And and if you're sitting here and you're listening, you go, well, I don't know how to network, or I don't want to know if I want to share myself. Hey. Look at the crazy old dude like me. I'm out here doing it every day. Dan, you know, he's good looking young guy like that. He's out there, you know, being in. But I mean, it's it's really just put yourself out there. Everybody. I mean, it's it's you will be amazed at how people will open their arms, welcome you into the groups. If you're in there with good intentions and try to come and help people and just be a good person. Well, you're doing it every day already. You know, you're, yeah. you're, when you're out in the world, you're doing it already. So you're putting yourself out there to a certain extent. It's just a matter of going a little further. And as far as the USA Manufacturing Hour, you know, once you join us and, and are steady with us, you're one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is. It is. It's an awesome group. And, and so thankful for you to be here today and for that group and everyone that was listening tonight. Thanks for being here. We'll be back again next week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not put that up, Michelle. Thank you, but she she put in a nice comment in there. I don't need that. I I just like doing what I'm doing. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for being here, and we'll be back again soon. Dan, I'm so excited for you. I'm excited for you and John to be working together at Optessa. Man, go out and kill it. That's our plan. All right. Thanks everyone. We'll be back again next week. <laughs>